You're listening to Out of the Box Success with Audra Bartlett, episode 22. In order for you to live your most extraordinary life, you're going to have to be willing to think outside of the box as to what success truly means for you in your business and life. Hi, I'm Audra Bartlett, certified success coach, multi-passionate, multi-business entrepreneur, and I've come to shake things up to get those creative juices flowing and get you really believing in what is possible truly for your life. Y'all, I am so happy to be back with you. I am soaked to just be back, me talking to you. I have absolutely been obsessed and loved every interviewee I had so far this season. I have loved the conversations and there was a lot of unexpected excitement, creativity, and growth that came from doing these interviews. And those reflections will be on a separate podcast, which I'm excited to share with you. But there have been some pretty amazing developments over the last couple months, just personally, uh, with clients, with what's coming for this podcast, which will be revealed on the last episode of this season, which will be at the end of July. Until then, we are actually going to dig into the idea of what I call the no joy goodbye ending. How do we end things? And through a lot of these conversations we I've had, through a lot of the things I've specifically spoken to people about in this podcast, there may have been things that came up for you that were points of question that were, should I stay? Should I go? What should I do with this? Is this job still right for me? Is this person still right for me? Is where I'm living still right for me? Is XYZ still right for me? And we get to really evaluate that in a beautiful and new way and in a way that has kind of developed through my journey with multiple businesses, with many relationships, with lots of things and changes um, in my... So this is something that has really developed through all sorts of different changes in my life with relationships, with places I've lived, with jobs, with careers, with businesses, all of it has evolved. And the way that I interact with ending things has evolved. And it's something that I get to teach my clients as well. And so there at one point, I ran a bakery, as many of you know, for about four years. And as I was ending the bakery, I hired a coach. She was a business coach and I was entering the world of real estate. And I was feeling like I wanted to close the bakery, but I wasn't sure if I should do that, if that was the right move, if I would be able to make enough money doing the other thing. It was a bit of a risk to end the bakery, to close the bakery. And all of the evidence around me told me that it was a good thing. I'd always wanted to do it. I had dreamed of doing the bakery. I loved my clients. Everybody loved the baked goods that I made. Everything pointed to this being still a great thing for me, except for the way that I felt inside about it. It no longer 
brought me joy. It no longer brought me excitement. I no longer wanted to do it anymore. And even though nobody else around me, obviously besides my business coach who was in the inner circle, understood why I wanted to close it, and a lot of people were sad about it, I knew that it was something that no longer served me. So my coach at the time told me to Marie Kondo it. And if you're not familiar with Marie Kondo, she was, and I think I may have even talked about this in the past, we're gonna go into a little bit more detail here. Marie Kondo at one point was this organizational guru. She had a Netflix series, she had a book, she came out being like, this is the best way to declutter your home and organize your home and have everything exactly the way you want it to be. And her process would be to look at the item, like your shirt, the t-shirt that you no, no longer actually want, ask yourself, does this still bring me joy? And if not, you give it thanks for what it's done and you say no joy, goodbye. And you put it into your, your pile to go to Goodwill or wherever you take your stuff. And so the advice of my business coach was to do the same thing with my business. It was no longer bringing me joy. So in a very, very tearful session with her, I cried and I talked about ingratitude, all of the things that had been so good for me, that had been so amazing. Uh, I thanked the business, I said no joy, and I said goodbye to it, I released it. So there's often two types of goodbyes that I really see prevalent in my work. The first one is going to be the something obvious. It's bad, it's awful, it's something no good happened. There's an obvious external circumstance that is going on that can be a toxic work environment, an abusive relationship, um, somebody cheats on you, you get fired. There's things that happen externally, right, that are going on that seem relatively obvious. And I say relatively obvious because some people interpret all of those things in different ways. Some people decide to work it out with people. Some people decide to go to therapy with people in these circumstances. Some people just, you know, there's lots of nuances within this, but typically it's a pretty obvious external circumstance that happens that seems like, well, I need to make a decision. Like I need to decide whether I'm going to stay or whether I'm going to go because this thing that happened is so blatantly obvious that I need to decide. The other one, is like with my business, it's, it was not quite right anymore. It was just okay. I didn't think I really wanted it anymore. I wasn't entirely sure. It's the because I want to or because I don't want to factor. It's much more nuanced. It's much more subtle. It's like when you're dating a person and they check a lot of the boxes. They're not a bad person. They're not mean to you. They show up for you. They're a generally good person, but it's not quite right. And so that second 
goodbye is often a lot more difficult for the reasons that it requires a different kind of awareness. It requires a different kind of thought, right? Both, both one and two require thought, but that one is more of an internal conversation that you're having. It's not something that's blatantly obvious to other people around you. And it's often not something that's blatantly obvious to you. It's not something that comes up where you're like, I have to make a decision, yes or no, stay or go. And the pain that we often experience in any one of these is holding on to something longer than is right for you. It's staying with that guy that you are dating that is a lot of things, but not quite what you want, but you're actually afraid to not be with him because what if there's nothing better out there? It's the job that doesn't really excite you. Um, It's okay. You're still doing it. You're getting paid. Nobody's mean to you at the job. You like your boss. The people there are pretty nice. But that is a more subtle pain. It's the pain of things unexpressed. It's the pain of your potential dying in a job that no longer serves you. It's the excitement from a relationship that really lights you up that could be there. And so I released the bakery for other things to come in, for an eventual evolution for me to be here on this podcast talking to you about things that I could talk to you. I could spend all day talking into this microphone, which, by the way, I just bought myself a brand new, beautiful microphone to deliver these podcasts on. And I, I tell you what, this thing's a, a thing of beauty. I saw all the other podcasters using this one, and now I have it. I feel very legit, guys. Real legit. So, back to holding on to things that no longer serve us. The tricky, even trickier part is sometimes the excuses we come up with sound really legit. These excuses are, well, I should stay for the kids. I'm supposed to do this. I am supposed to stay this many months or years at a job for it to look okay on my resume. I'm supposed to stay because it's making other people happy right now and I don't want to rock the boat. I'm staying because this is what my parents are wanting me to do and they're so proud of me. I'm staying because I'm a good employee, person, wife, mother, whatever, by doing this thing. And I'm here to just remind you that those reasons are the boxes. Those reasons are the unconscious box, the other people's opinions box, the story box, the self-imposed box. Those reasons are the exact things that are keeping you feeling constrained and constricted in something that could have at one point made you feel expansive and is no longer. 
because you no longer actually like those reasons often. They are just putting a Band-Aid on the situation. So when you hear those reasons, you have to ask yourself in earnest, in truth, do I like my reasons? Am I being honest with myself? And I just want to clarify that I understand that some circumstances and situations will not require this sort of thought work around it. They will be the unsafe, very unjust and wildly wrong situations where you must leave immediately. We're not talking about those. And I send you love if you're in one of those. We're talking about the ones that are the mostly slower burn situations and have you have been discontent for years. And here's where it gets even more tricky. The thing that once was your dream could possibly be the thing that you are now discontent with years later. It was the case for me and the bakery. It was once my dream. It was once all that I could imagine doing. And there came a time and a place in which it was no longer right for me. At one time it worked out and at some point it no longer does. So I had actually the inspiration for this specific episode and reminded me of this bakery is my client right now, one of my clients, they left their job. That was once the dream job. It was once all they could imagine doing. It was once the one that they had the vision for that was such a big deal that they couldn't imagine ever getting and they finally did. And right before this call, I was talking to a coach that was deciding to quit her full-time job because even though that job that she got required blood, sweat, and tears, as she put it, to get it, it no longer fit her. It no longer aligns with who you are because we need to allow the space for our evolution and change. We need to allow the space to become a different person at any given point in time. Because what was once an expansive thing for you, what was once an out-of-the-box experience for you can become an in-the-box constraining experience if you stay longer than is right for you. So back to this process and how we start to really look at a certain circumstance for what it is and what it is no longer. The process, just like I talked about at the beginning, is the no joy goodbye process. It is we get to hold the thing, whether that's in our mind, whether it's energetically, whether we're just aware of the thing, right? And in this example, we can use your job. We're holding the job. What are the reasons you want to stay? And what are the reasons you want to go? Do you like those reasons? Why? And if the decision is to go, 
because you know it no longer serves you, you then get to spend some time in gratitude for that thing. When I had my bakery, I got a tattoo of wildflower on the inside of my right bicep. And I knew as I was deciding to get this tattoo, as I was having her sketch it up, I knew at some point I may not run the bakery. I didn't know it would end when it did. I thought I'd run it longer than I was running it. But I got the tattoo not because I wanted it as a representation of the business that I owned, but of who I became and what I learned by opening that business. I knew that at some point it would probably close and that permanent tattoo would always exist. But I get to now look at it and think of how that business saved me. How that business, when I was a single mom struggling with an identity of uh, not good enough, of not capable of enough, of never having started a business, pulled herself up, scrapped it together, and did the damn thing. I get to look at that tattoo and say, that woman I became is the badass I am today. This was part of the process. This is a permanent symbol of the person that I have developed into. And I could look back on that business as I was deciding to close it and thank it for all of those things. Thank it for the blood, sweat, and tears. Thank it for it having been my dream at one point. Thank me for having done the thing. Thank me for having learned. And this really allows us to integrate and to know ourselves better and to know what the process was for us and to be so rooted in our decisions that when someone turned to me and say, oh, I'm so sad that you did that. I can't believe you did that. Your stuff was so good. I could look at them and say, thank you very much. I chose to close it, not because I wasn't making money, but because I decided it wasn't right for me anymore. I wasn't flailing. I wasn't uh, in, you know, in the red in my business. It just wasn't what I wanted anymore. And people often take it to the point where they are totally struggling, everything tanked in order for them to say goodbye to something when they could have said goodbye a lot sooner because it was no longer right for them. And don't get me wrong, I understand that some things tank even when we still want to make them work. So the gratitude piece in this process is absolutely imperative in order to reflect and to know who we are in that moment with what we have done and the choices we have made. And then at that point, we can acknowledge it no longer brings us joy and we can say goodbye. If we don't honor what was and is, we will never be able to move on. 
we will recreate the same circumstance, the same kind of thing over and over and over again. And by honoring what is, this allows us to see clearly what is next. It allows us to see clearly where we could go. It allows us to release the story of all the things we were capable of doing and find a way to do even more. So for now, I will say this still brings me tons of joy. Much love. Goodbye. Until next time, you too can live your most extraordinary life. Much love. Want to learn more? Go to audrabartlett.com where you can learn how to work with me, sign up on the email list, and even book a free call with me. 